there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, well, this show is for you. Thank you so much for listening. And even if you just get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that is a win. And hopefully you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I am so excited to welcome Steve Frankel, Estates Director of Coldwell Banker in Beverly Hills. Steve has sold over $1.5 billion in real estate sales over a distinguished 25-year career. He is an award-winning, top-producing agent at Coldwell Banker's Beverly Hills North Office, which is the number one producing office in the world. Steve is consistently ranked in the top 1% of agents locally, nationally, and internationally. Steve, welcome. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I'm so happy to be here. You're welcome. I'm I'm excited to have you here. Um, I just have to say, I've spent a few minutes with Steve already, and I just think this is going to be the most fun. So um, you're a kick, and it's just, it's impressive what you've accomplished, but you're just awesome in addition to that. So how about if you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. So um, I've been selling real estate for over 25 years. And what I'd like to say for people who are starting out in the business, I moved to Los Angeles. I didn't know anyone. So for people who are beginning this career, um, it's wonderful if you have local roots, but I'm here to say that even if you don't, you can be hugely successful. So um, there was somebody, somebody told me something years ago that has stuck with me and I want to share it. Um, friends of my parents. And they said, you know, they said, Steve, you shine. But to be successful, you have to be like a laser and be focused. And I never forgot that. This was told to me 30 years ago. And I think for people starting real estate, it's about being focused it's about being knowledgeable, having integrity, and meeting people in the community, buyers and sellers, and starting your career the way I did, which was one house at a time, meeting one person at a time, doing an open house. Really, there are tried and true ways to be successful. And I think if, you, if you're always a cut above, you're going to be successful. Hmm. And so what are some ways that you've done that? So when I first started, um, and I still do this to this day, uh, I am very focused in my career. It's the most important thing that I have next to my family. So everything I do is with honesty and integrity and a great deal of knowledge, knowing the market. So again, encouraging people who are beginning their career, go out and look at all product. Look at every listing you can find not only look at the listing, but follow it and see where it sells. So where it was listed and where it's sold. So you have, you begin this book of knowledge that is so critical. And when I first started my career, I started going to all these very expensive homes, homes that I hadn't yet sold, but I knew what was being traded, how much, who was selling it. So I could go to a cocktail party, I could go to a dinner party, and I could have an intelligent conversation regarding real estate in Los Angeles. So for people who are starting, it's about knowledge. People are excited about real estate. You're you're entering a career where everybody is fascinated by it. You mm-hmm. know, there, there are certain careers where people go, how, how nice? And, you know, they don't ask you any other questions. But in real estate, everybody wants to know 
What's my house worth? Where's the market going? Um, what, what, what do you see? What's happening? Can I get out? Can I make money? All of those things. So you have this wonderful opportunity to engage the community, your friends, your family, um, strangers on the street that you meet. All of those people are really intrigued by what you do. And if you engage them, I think you will have a very successful career. I think that's such a great point. That is so true. You know, there are definitely, that's definitely an industry that people do ask. And it's also an industry where your whole business is based on building these relationships. So what a, what a golden nugget to be able to be looking for that opportunity wherever you go. Yes. And, you know, when I first started my career, I went to an office meeting and an agent who has become a dear friend of mine stood up and said, um, I'm listing this house. I, I sold it to them 12 years ago. And I was so impressed by that. It actually st- stuck with me. How do you maintain your clients? How do you keep them engaged? And again, being professional, doing a great job, they will come back to you. And I think the advantage now, when I first got into the business, um, there wasn't Facebook or Instagram. Today, you have this wonderful opportunity that doesn't cost you much or if anything, to be engaged with your clients. And that's very different. I used to do mailers um, and I would spend hours, you know, putting on the stickers and the stamps and mailing out to what we call a farm. Now I look at it very differently. My farm is my past clients, my future clients, business managers, and other agents. So everybody, once a week, I'll do an email blast of new listings that I've gotten, what I've sold. So keeping everyone in contact with you. And when I, and here's the difference, and this is so important. When I run into someone that I'm friends with on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, the reaction is usually, oh my gosh, Steve, you're amazing. How do you do it? You're selling all these homes. And if you run into someone who's not connected to you, oftentimes they'll go, are you still selling real estate? (laughs) So it's really important that you start immediately to gather friends, family, everybody onto your social media platforms where then you start to, um, you know, send out information that's relevant to real estate. And I urge everyone, if you're using social media, because it's extremely controversial today, um, I personally believe no politics, no religion, you want to you want to um, focus on what I focus on is real estate, family, travel, luxury, all of those things that you want to convey. Because remember, the most important thing I think that I can tell everyone today is you are your own business. What you put out, what you convey is how is reflection of you and how people look at you. So everything that you post should be artfully crafted and send a message because it is your business. It shouldn't just be a silly post. It should convey something, whether it's I'm visiting this location in my city. I'm at this museum. I just sold this house. I just saw this house. This is an incredible listing. I've never seen an infinity pool this long or this wide or views like this. So something that you can um, convey to people that are following you that's special and unique, that makes you special and unique. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, there's a couple things that you brought up just now. One was, and I think it's overlooked quite often, is everyone's always trying to get all these followers, but making sure that you're actually following to engage people you already know. You know, I, you know, and not that people don't do it, but, you know, you said that and it just occurred to me, like, that's a great point because a lot of times we, you know, I mean, how much work is that, that I have to go and look everybody up? It's like, just do it. Like you do it once. And those are the people that they, it's like the lowest hanging fruit and they're going to engage with you because they already know you. So it's powerful. Exactly. It's, it is not how many followers you have. And honestly, I'm not interested in people following me that live out of the country or you want people who know you to follow you. And it's fine if you don't know them, but you want to be focused again, remember laser focused in your career, that people that you think can bring you business, which are other agents, which are buyers, sellers, all your relatives, everyone you interface with. And um, the other thing I want to bring up that's really important. I always say you're, if you're sitting home and you're sitting on your sofa and you're watching Netflix, you're not going to have a career. So whatever you're interested in, and it should be organic, whatever, whether it's going to church or temple, whether it's um, you're on a museum board, you're involved in sports, um, it doesn't matter. It should be something that you really care about, but it's about interaction. It's about meeting people. And when you start to meet people that you have a common bond with, they tend to like you. And Mm -hmm. again, if you impart knowledge and they feel comfortable with you, you will see quickly that they will either use you in a real estate capacity or refer you. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned impart knowledge. This is, and um, you know, I, I listen to books all the time. So it's probably just because today I was listening about this, but how are you at like asking questions? Because I've heard that, you know, when you ask people questions, it makes you more attractive to them. It makes them lean more into what you have to say. Do you use that? Or or when you're talking about having these conversations, what is your approach? Well, I'm a people person. And I think it helps to be a people person in this career. So I'm very good at approaching people and striking up a conversation. I usually ask them what they do. And, um, you know, oftentimes it's quite interesting. And it just is organic. I think what I try never to do is be transparent. I'm in real estate, shake my hand. I want to sell your house. I never do that. It's, it's a very soft, organic approach where you're meeting people and you're really having a genuine conversation because if you connect with someone, that's gold. That's where they like you. Again, you're proving knowledge because you may bring up a point. Again, organically, did you hear about this sale? You know, in Los Angeles, we've had these wonderful $100 million sales. And people are fascinated by them. So you can often say, did you hear about this amazing sale? You know, we had a sale recently at the beach in Malibu for over, we've had two or three, over a hundred million dollars at the beach. Wow. Uh, the Playboy Mansion sold for a hundred million. So, you know, people love that. It, they're, they're fun facts. Um, they're very engaging. And if you can start talking about that, or I know those are crazy big sales, but if you know where somebody lives and you say, you know, where do you live? Oh, I, I live in the area. Did you know that the house around the corner just sold 10% more than any other home in the area? Or did you see this house that was newly built around the corner from you? It's really fun. It's got a sports court. It's got a pool. It's got a fire pit. Anything that you can 
um, connect with someone you're talking to and organically start talking about your career and, and, you know, really conveying confidence and giving them information. I keep saying we are in the information business. We use real estate agents. Clients use real estate agents to protect them, to guide them, to make sure they're not overspending when they're a buyer. So doing your comps, knowing what is sold around the corner, what is sold all around, that's about going to open houses and seeing what's, what is listed and what is sold. It is so important when you bring a client to a house to say, you know what, this is priced right. Or you know what, this actually isn't priced right. We're going to watch it. So people, I've told plenty of people not to buy this house. It's too much money. They're asking too much. You know, obviously they can do whatever they want, but I think if you really are honest and you really are protecting them, they will be loyal and they will come back to you time and time again. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. You know, one of the things too that um, I asked you about actually before this uh, interview, you know, I believe that everyone has strengths. I mean, no matter who we are and as a high achiever like yourself, it really speaks to the fact that you've leaned into what I call superpowers. Uh, And you identified one of your top superpowers as being that your clients and your fellow colleagues trust you and they know that you have their best interest at heart. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. So it's a two-pronged question. And I'll start with the latter, which is it is so important when you get into real estate that you meet and you cherish your fellow competitors. We're all competitors, but we can be friendly competitors we're all in this business, buyers and sellers come and go, but the agent community stays to be very respectful, to understand that that's not the last deal you're going to do with them and know that you're convey that you're a team player. And I like to look at it this way. When you get into a deal and whether I'm representing the buyer or the seller, and there's another agent involved, I don't look at it as I'm representing this side and you're representing that side. I, I come together and look at it we are in a transaction together. We need to close this. We need to work together because a smooth escrow, To in order to have a smooth escrow, you have to have a good agent on the other side, good buyers, good sellers, and a lot of good luck. So it's really important. And I have found in my career that being honest and giving the respect that, the, that your colleagues deserve and doing a good job has benefited me tremendously. I cannot tell you how many people in the office here, because I'm one of the top producers, will come to me and say, I've got a listing lead. Can you come with me and co-list mm-hmm. the property? That happens a lot. And they also know that when I get a call, whether it's five years ago from a deal we did five years ago or 10 years ago, and there's a connection to another agent, I immediately, <clears throat> excuse me, I immediately pick up the phone. And I call the other agent and I say, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith just called me, you know, it's been 10 years. They're ready to sell their house. Let's go. And that's so important that you um, cherish your colleagues, respect them and make sure that you're always, always doing the right thing. It Mm -hmm. will come back to you in spades and it will allow you to have a really great career. So that's the first part, which is treating your fellow colleagues with great respect And always, you're going to be in hairy situations. 
but getting on the phone and saying, you know what, this one's, this one's a toughie, this one's tricky. How do we work it out? How do we bring the temperature down? Because time and time again, the lender's late, the appraisal didn't come in. We're still waiting for a contingency to be removed. You know, it's fraught with um, the ability for, for transaction to get overheated. And it's your job as a real estate agent to bring that temperature down so that when the transaction closes, the buyer and the seller feel like they were taken care of, that their nerves were, were um, soothed because it's very nerve wracking. Yeah. They are going to get a loan. And even though the appraisal's not in, you have to understand that that buyer is stressed out and they have very little control over the bank. So all of that is so important. And then um, you brought up clients to be able to, to treat them and give them honest information. That's what they're looking for. So that's about knowing your area of expertise. I'm very reluctant actually to sell outside the West side of Los Angeles because I feel my benefit is, is looking someone in the eye and saying, this is a value. This is a great deal. This is unique. This is why I think you should buy this property. And you can't do that if you don't know the neighborhood. And if you're not intimately familiar with the streets and the location and what's around the corner and what's being built and what's going to happen, we are in a state of constant construction in Los Angeles. It's been about 10 years and uh, it seems like every house is being torn down. So you also want to be very aware of what's around the property that you're selling. You want to research what's behind you. Is it going to be torn down? You want to check on the city records. Has any plans or permits been pulled? Just so you can give that client information. Even if a house is being built next door, oftentimes the buyer's fine. They're fine if you tell them. They're fine if they know about it. So again, it all goes back to do your research, provide valuable information to your clients, and they will feel taken care of, and they will come back and use you time and time again. I love that. I love that. That's so true. You know, another strength that you mentioned was that you have incredible enthusiasm for the real estate business, which I feel like you've just like exuded (laughs) since the beginning, which is awesome. I love it. You know, um, I have that real estate bug. I've had, you know, my husband and I had our own uh, company a long time ago and we were in it for a while, third generation for him. And I, I always say it's in our DNA. Like our daughter is a, is an agent oh, in awesome. LA, you know, so she's in uh in West Hollywood doing her thing in the real estate. So, so I get it. Like we're like that, you know, we don't travel without picking up real estate books and, you know, and it's in you. And so when I, when I was reading this, I thought, Oh, this is what a good way to put it. You know, um, having this enthusiasm, can you, is there anything else you want to add about like how that's helped you or, or what part that's played? I feel very blessed about this. I think real estate, the career that I have now melded all of my talents. And I, I feel blessed about that because we, you know, we often know that there are many people out there, our friends and our family that they're searching for a career. Um, they're, they're doing a job that they're not thrilled at. I got lucky. This isn't the first career I had. I had tried a few other things. I worked on Wall Street for a brief period in New York. I moved out to Los Angeles. And I felt with all of this knowledge, it just clicked. And I get up every morning and I, I still, after all these years, 25 years later, I'm excited to list a property. I'm excited to photograph it. 
Um, I love every detail. I'm very hands-on. I am um, actually quite different than most top agents in that I don't have a large team. Um, I'm type A, so I write my own copy. I'm there with the photographer. I pick out every shot. I, I place the ads. I do have a graphic artist off-site here, and I have a social media uh, person that helps me get the word out. So I do have a team in that regard. But for photography, um, advising clients, um, this is a town where staging has become uh, very important. Mm -hmm. So meeting stagers and making sure that um, the house just looks perfect. I bring my own candles. I make sure that the Sonos is on. <laughs> that is so important. When you open that door, it's showtime and you get one chance to make a perfect impression. And so that's also important. Another point, which is pricing. Every house is perfect at the right price. Mm. So, and I would rather have a $2 million house price right that I know it will sell versus a $40 million house that is overpriced that I know won't sell. And obviously I'd rather have a $40 million house that I know will sell, but pricing, um, and knowing the market and advising your clients that this is where it should sit in the marketplace and it will be received well is so critical because it means that you will actually, you're doing a good job, you're, you're imparting knowledge, and you're also going to be received by the buying community well. Mm -hmm. And um, I sold five homes in August and three of them went into multiples in this market. Wow. So that tells me, you know, when I'm fascinated by this, statistics of it all, looking at the comps, looking at the MLS, what has sold. And again, you've got to know not only what is sold, but you've had to have seen them because, you know, this sold for more, it had a larger backyard or it had a view. That's really important. So it goes back to knowledge of the community, knowledge of the listings and the homes in your area, because every home is unique. And there are times that similar square footage will sell for more because someone does have a view. Someone has an infinity pool. Someone has a gated driveway. Someone has a three-car garage versus a two-car. Those things impart value, and they're the bells and whistles that attract buyers. Or ones like right, right below a, a cell tower or something. <laughs> you know, you just never know what surprises without looking at it on. No, what they'll sell at the right price. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Look, yeah. Well, and I like that you're so committed to growth, um, even as a high-performing agent. What are one or two things that you struggle with today when it comes to growing your sales? Well, I think that's always the challenge for everybody. And I, and I also say this to myself every time I come in to the office, and I, I say it to my assistant, we are replaceable. We're not the only real estate agent in town. And that's humbling, and it, it's a call to, to be challenged by it. So it's doing a good job. And being excited every day. It really is. I mean, listen, there are good days and bad days in everyone's life, but when I come into the office, it's always good. I'm in a great mood and I'm excited about constantly, you know, selling somebody else's property. I love the connection. So I figured out um, I've sold probably 650 homes in my career. So now there's a greater chance than not when I go in for a listing that um, I've sold their cousin, their uncle, their best friend's house. And I love that. I love that sense of community, that people know me, that there's a depth 
to my career after all these years, because everyone, uh, you know, somebody's heard of me, someone has sold a house or bought a house through me. And I, I and I think that that has um, been, again, I use the word grateful and I'm very flattered by it and it's important. And that's how you build a career. You don't look at one house, you look at the arc of your career. And that is doing well, being smart, being focused, being nice, being a deal maker, and getting out there and saying, I am, this is what I want to do. This is my career. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you struggle with when you're, as you're growing your business? I think you're always struggling meeting new people. That's the challenge. Okay. And listen, even I have a hard time at times picking up the phone and calling clients mm-hmm. you know, or, or reaching out for business. And as I said, I do it organically and I try to be um, respectful and subtle but there, there's, that's always the balance of meeting people, trying to get out there and tell them that, you know, I'd like your listing. Well, and I think it's helpful for people to hear that. That's why I, I, you know, I'm always like, okay, so what is it that you struggle with? Because sometimes, you know, it looks like, oh, wow, you're amazing. You've done all these things. But just to hear, you know, I, I'm imagining someone who's either starting out or somewhere at a plateau and then hearing like, yep dealing with the same thing that I'm dealing with. All of us us in real estate feel like this is the last house we're selling. (laughs) It's very common. We all, listen, we all have that insecurity. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a tough business. It's challenging. It's incredibly rewarding. But I would not be completely honest if I said, you know, that every day is rosy and I come home and go, the, the business is just coming in. There's a lot of work and there are periods when um, there's a lull and you don't like that. And then, of course, when it's super busy, you don't, you don't remember the lull period. Yeah. <laughs> um, and remember, this is a business that's organic. It's a business that flows. Um, the market flows in and of itself. So in Los Angeles, we're not guided by seasons. We are guided by the overall state of the economy, what the interest rates are at, um, stocks and bonds are at, um, the mood of the economic news of the day rules our our market here. So sometimes that's out of your control. Mm -hmm. And um, we've had a a really good run the last couple of years. The market keeps going up and up and up. And and I've had another good year and I'm you know, thrilled by that. And I'm not seeing that the market's changing anytime soon, but those are, they're all challenges. And I think, I think give yourself a break that we're all, we're all human. And, you know, this, this asking for business and constantly um, trying to seek out a career is challenging. And there, there are times when you go, wow, this is awesome. You know, it was hugely successful. And other times you kind of, fell on your face a little bit and you're on to the next one. Exactly. Exactly. It's good to remember. Okay. The next part I call rapid fire tool chest. So I'm going to say something and then you briefly tell me your favorite tool person or other response that makes sense. Now you can say pass if you don't want to answer, whether you just don't have an answer or if it's some trade secret and you could tell us, but you'd have to kill us. Like, don't tell us that kind of thing, but um, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Perfect. Time blocking. Do you do it? If so, what do you, what tool do you use? I don't time block. Okay. 
time block. I come into the office and I, I work seven days a week. Okay. Okay. How about favorite technology right now? My favorite, well, first of all, I love the MLS. It's not brand new, but it is the most important tool you have. But the technology that I think is amazing right now is Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. This is your opportunity to to have your own business, convey your own message. And again, not for a lot of money, sometimes for free. You're sitting at home and you're posting and you're you're reaching out and you're gathering a, a good group of people that are following you. And that to me is the biggest opportunity at the least cost at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, you said LinkedIn, it's not often people when they're saying the social media list of, of, but I feel like LinkedIn is, especially as a professional person, that's the one I like the best, you know, I have to do the rest, but LinkedIn's like, oh yeah, I should share it on LinkedIn. I actually, I could feel myself like, wow, I actually care about this one, (laughs) you know? Really important. Mm -hmm. These platforms are being used by different people. Like Mm -hmm. Very true. LinkedIn is a much more business-oriented platform. But I have found that my clients and someone who's interested in hiring you, they're they're going to my website, which is stevefrankel.com. They're going to my Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and they are doing their own research on what you're about and what you represent. And I love Facebook because there's so many of my clients will say, oh my gosh, I didn't know you sold this my friend's house or, you know, that was my cousin. So it allows you as the agent to have a personality to be different than the crowd. Mm -hmm. Remember new agents, you're coming into this business and you're your own, you're your own company. Mm -hmm. And I often say to brand new agents that come into my office, the manager will bring them in. And I look at them and I say, here's my advice. Look in the mirror. What do you think you project? Who do you think will gravitate towards you? What would you like to convey? How do you want to dress? Um, I mean, today that you work in Malibu, you're in shorts and flip-flops, you know? You work in Beverly Hills, there's a blazer. Um, You work in the Sunset Strip, there's probably, you know, a ripped T-shirt and uh, a cool car. So (laughs) whatever it is, it's who are you, you, um, what's the image you want? Who do you think you're attracting? All of that is really important. It's really about understanding your audience and, and what they what they what they're gonna connect with and, and where they're gonna see it. This is my favorite topic. So I feel like I could go off about it. So I've I've sorry I drove you right off the side of the rapid fire, but that was awesome. That was good stuff. So thank you. So back to it. Best CR your best CRM as of right now. Okay, tell me what that means. I'm embarrassed. Uh, CRM, uh, how do you keep track of your contacts when you've talked to them last? Okay. And I don't always get a fancy technology. Sometimes I've gotten sticky notes. So that's been my favorite answer, honestly, up till now. But um, Okay. Um, The biggest way that I keep in contact is I do a weekly email blast um, of my listings, what I've sold. Um, it's to everyone I know that I have their um, their email address, and I also do it on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And so do I you find, have a central spot where you keep track of, I've talked to this person these times, or you just kind of remember well, it? Or? A little bit of both. I I look at the stats of who've opened up my emails and who's looked at the houses. I'm very focused on that. So okay. what kind of... Um, 
reaction you're getting to the public. I um, oftentimes, so much of my business is social. So I will reach out to my clients and we'll go to dinner. I'll just chat or I'll see them at a function. So I, I'm very conscious to interact with people that I know that are my clients, potential future clients. And that's going to places where I think that they'll be at more than just so, picking up the phone. So do you keep track of like, I'm, I'm imagining a Friday and you're like, I'm going to go out and call and ask someone to go to dinner. Like, are they all in your phone or are they, do you have, is it I, where you went to my contacts? Okay. It's my contacts. So where do you keep your contacts? <laughs> like, what was that? I, it's on my iPhone. and okay. every, So that's a good point. I capture everyone who calls me, especially every new agent. I capture their information because they become part of my, uh, you know, email blasts and part of my information so that agents know what you're doing. Clients know what you're doing. So yes, I'm very focused on getting people's information. You brought up, I'm going to elaborate on that. Years ago, used to hand out a card. Like, Mm -hmm. hi, Steve Frankel, here's my card. I almost never hand a card because I find these cards end up in the trash. (laughs) What you want to do if you're at a social setting is now it's really acceptable and it's fun. Hey, what's your Instagram? Mm -hmm. And so you're able to capture and to connect with people that in an organic way, in a fun, organic way that um, will connect you to them. So I find Instagram is the most effective way to do that. And everyone's very, you know, accepting of, oh, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. 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 I've heard that a lot. In fact, and I, I just wanted to keep, keep digging. Cause I was like, I know you keep them somewhere <laughs> yeah, and you hit it. Like you got I, it. That was awesome. And I love your system of making sure that like you're deliberate it, to you. It's normal. So you're just like, well, I don't know. I just talk to everybody. And it's like, I was trying to find that one little, and I, and I love it. I love that you just do it on the fly. I feel like sometimes CRMs and, and all these other tools can get in the way because people aren't, making the connection on the spot. It's like, oh, I'll let my people talk to your people, you know, exactly. but you have a method I, I, I of want like, to bring up something, a moment. I want to bring something else up because I think years ago, it was so proprietary. You had your list of clients and you kept them in a locked box and it was your business and all of that. I don't look at it that way anymore. Because of social media, your clients are following several other realtors who happen to be friends, friends of friends, and that's okay. Again, this is about you doing the best job you can do, being a cut above, um, making sure that your, your pictures that you're posting are perfect and as perfect as they can be and that the house is beautifully photographed and you're sending an important message. And it's okay that your clients, it, it is a fact now that almost all my clients are following a dozen other real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a small town and that it's, it's okay. But that just, I think for me is the challenge of making sure that my social media platform looks really good. Yeah. I think that's great. So do you use anything for like your sales pipeline management? So if you have like a warm lead, they go to where they're ready now, you know, like maybe you have people who aren't looking for a while or aren't going to list for a while? And do you have a way of managing that pipeline? Um, I'm pretty okay. good about it. So, <laughs> okay, good. You know, people, um, I met someone at an open house. I've met him twice at two of my open houses in the area that I really work in. And he's finishing a house. And I'm bringing the story up only because it happened this morning. So um, I've emailed him 
probably every six weeks, just checking in. And he got back, he's gotten back to me every time. And he, of course, there are delays, which is normal. And he said the house will be done in November. So I have a little tickler on my phone, you know, I'll put it in my calendar. And come November 1st, I'll send him an email. So okay. I'm, I'm very focused on that. Um, oftentimes, I will text clients if I think that they're about to list a home and we're talking about it. The other thing that I really enjoy, my all my listings have a dedicated website. And it's all um, all on a platform that you can text as well. Mm. So I will oftentimes text a lot of people, this is my new listing, this is what's going on, please come to my open house. So that's the way I connect with people and maintain a relationship. That's awesome. How about transaction management? So during the transaction? Yeah. Um, we have a transaction coordinator. I've got a full-time licensed assistant. I try to avoid as much paperwork as possible. So I leave it to them, but I am very involved in the transaction. I am there with the appraisal, um, the appraiser who comes to make sure that it appraises out. Um, I think it's really important that, especially as a new agent, that you are there for the inspections, that you're there to hold hands, um, hold your client's hands, that you're reading the reports, that you're imparting, you know, valuable information. Um, it's so it's so valuable to know what years ago. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, when I first got into the business, asbestos was the the scary word, mm-hmm. something you absolutely don't want in your house. Today it's mold, but I had just I think I was selling my first house and. The inspector came back and said the, the gravity heater is wrapped in asbestos and the client freaked out, got up, ran out. Oh my gosh, you can get cancer from that and left. And I learned a valuable lesson because yes, you want it out of your house, but there are companies that do it and can remove it and it's fine. And mm-hmm. especially if you're looking at an older home and a classic Spanish, mm-hmm. that in the 20s, they all have it. Right. So again, it's now that I know that years have gone by where I say, I preempt that. I'll ask the listing agent if I'm representing a buyer, is there, what are the ductworks? Is there asbestos on it? And if there is, you just get a quote and you, you preempt it. And today, so mold is the, mold has taken over. Yeah. Um, and I make sure that when I represent a buyer, that we do a mold test every single time. And again, it's one of those things that's easily cured, mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, and there are companies that will do it. Mm-hmm. So if there, there is, is a cure, mold, so there is a solution. So it's like knowing a that solution up front. Yeah. constantly trying to get in front of that so mm-hmm. that, that a buyer or seller doesn't get overly concerned with something that can be remedied. Right. To me, the only thing that can't be remedied in Los Angeles is if, if you have a bad geological it right. rarely happens, but if there's a fault running under the house, you it's are hard to <laughs> with that, and that's not really something you can fix. Exactly. You're talking about asbestos or mold um, or, or a chimney situation, all of that can be repaired. And as long as you um, are finding that out during the course of the inspections, people will be, um, will be thrilled that you're on their side, that you're doing that investigation. And usually we'll close the deal. Right. And proactive. Okay. We have a couple more minutes. I've got just a few more rapid fires and then one more question. So what is one of your favorite books right now? Okay. So one of my favorite books 
is I'm reading a book on um, art. It's called The Women of Ninth Street. And it deals with um, couple of one of the, some of the most important um, abstract impressionists of the 20th century in New York, um, but it's their spouses. Some of them are artists. So I'm really enjoying that. That's the book, The Women of Ninth Street. That's awesome. Right How about the most underrated resource in your industry? The most underrated resource, I would say, is you. Get out there and be proactive. Mm. That's good. If, if you're at home, you're not meeting anyone. So whatever you can do to interact with people will will come will you will be handsomely rewarded for doing that. That's awesome. So make the most of you. That's yes, awesome. <laughs> That's great. Okay, last question. I am a huge foodie and I always ask this at the end of every episode. Um, what is your favorite dish? And where do you get it? And I'm in your neighborhood a lot, so I'm going to be really listening carefully. <laughs> okay, so you're talking to someone who um, appreciates being a foodie but likes very clean, simple food. Perfect. So my fantasy food is probably teriyaki chicken, brown rice, and uh, vegetables. So awesome. very simple. Um, we're members of Soho House, so I go there a lot. Um, and there's some great, there's a new restaurant, Bakari off 3rd, that I love right now. That's super wonderful, and it's an outdoor experience, and you feel like you're in Europe. Oh, wow. That's on third. I really, it's on third, actually. Um, and there are a whole bunch of fun restaurants that are constantly new, and um, I like old-school restaurants like um, Taylor Steakhouse. Okay. There. Okay. Uh, and uh, La Dolce Vita, which is on uh, Little Santa Monica and Beverly Hills. Again, oh, I- old-school restaurants. Uh, Steakhouses are really fun for me. Okay. Okay, great. So teriyaki or steak? Yeah, simple. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. It's My been pleasure. such a pleasure. It's been great. Good, good. And so I much. feel like you've given us some really good takeaways too, especially when it comes to just kind of grassroots, getting excited about the business, being able to, you know, break into conversations. And I think even if, for people who aren't people, people, <laughs> I think that you shared some, you know, tactics that might be useful. So I appreciate that. And I think everyone's a people person to some degree. <laughs> and especially if you've gone after real estate, then you, residential real estate, particularly, there's something about that that attracts you, whether it's the architecture, whether it's interfacing with people, um, whether it's being your own boss, there's so many wonderful things about this career. And I think people who are starting out Find out what excites you and get up in the morning and, you know, go for it. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you again. Thanks and so much. <laughs> of course. Appreciate you're it. so welcome. I'm, I'm so glad you, you took the time out to join us. So thanks. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening. Thank you to Taylor, who's here at the office, helping make it, all the magic happen. Um, and remember, the best is yet to come.